0: Welcome or welcome back um, to the Wholesome Abbey Agile Life School conversations and shares. Thanks for taking this time to be with me and to hear what I have to say upon this topic. Today's uh, sharing is around the theme of weaning and specifically um, weaning from the boob, breastfeed weaning. Just to say I am no expert in lactation, breastfeeding, child development, child psychology, Um, but I am a mum who has lived experience and who meets life with curiosity, trust, um, a whole scope of emotional availability. and I always intend to nurture and nourish myself and those in my space. So with that in mind, I wanted to share upon the theme of our weaning journey and how it is looked, how it is felt. So to give you a little bit of context, my son River is now 18 months old. He was primarily and only exclusively breastfed um, from the start of his life until now. We introduced solids at six months and I was feeding on demand from um, up until four months ago. So he's had 14 months of on-demand feeds and access to the milk bar whenever he wanted. And I was really uh, willing and open and I really loved that. It was a beautiful journey. And then we found out we were pregnant with our second little love being. Uh, little star seed is four and a half months in my womb at the moment. And honestly, the day that we found out we were pregnant, I had an energetic check-in and was like, I need to wean River. I need a gap, like I need a break in between feeding him, giving him that part of me. And then the next little one coming along and doing the same. I knew that the pregnancy would take a lot of energy out of me, so any output, any further output of energy, um, I was looking to um, minimise my expenditure. So I was kind of open to going quite firm and quite strong, because I actually in the first trimester, with the first few weeks, I was starting to develop an aversion to breastfeeding. If you haven't heard of this, um, it is quite common in pregnancy if you're still feeding to experience this and it's, it's a detest or a dislike or like actually like wanting to be out of your skin or take your hair out when you're breastfeeding. Um, for me, it was more so of a, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it's becoming more cumbersome, more um, time-consuming than it is endurable. Um, so I did a little bit of research and I sat with, um, how I wanted to do things. I had already heard about one technique that I was keen to explore, which was with two plasters across your nipples because River is a shirt puller and would always like get his hand into my bra and onto my nipple to tell me it was time for a feed. I knew that he needed something physical, like a physical barrier to tell him that they were out of bounds. So taking on some advice from um, some research and some experts in the field that I had dropped into, and I'll pop the details below of some of the things that I read and the e-books that I enjoyed. And I knew that to have a successful weaning journey I needed to take my time And so my instant thought of, I can do this, like, let's just do it became more fluid and more graceful, um, understanding further that actually my physical body needs time to adapt to stopping producing the milk. And my little one, River, needed time to adapt emotionally to one of his biggest comforts in the world being taken away. We had done a lot of moving around in the first year of his life. So we didn't have a lot of landmarks in terms of his environment being his support system and his comfort blanket, it was my boob. Wherever we went, he was on the boob and he knew he was safe. He knew he was looked after and nurtured. So I needed to accept that that was gonna be more of a process and a journey. So to begin with, we started to drop one feed at a time. This was after I'd already told him, ouchie, ouchie, all gone. And he would only feed when I agreed to feed. So it was not on demand anymore. The milk bar was operating at different hours. And what really helped that transition was the fact that River could comprehend that something had gone. So before we even commenced the weaning journey, the few weeks leading up to it, he started to say, gone, when a bowl of food had been consumed, all gone, gone. When Papa left the house, gone. So he understood the idea of something not being there, object, impermanence. So that really helped because I could tell him they've gone, or oh, they're ouchy, ouchy, all gone. They saw, they hurt and it worked. I didn't realize how adaptive he would be to that. He got it and he would only then have milk when I agreed upon it. Um, And that started off, instead of maybe five feeds a day on average, we dropped down to four and I would just space it out. He was still napping twice a day at this point and I was feeding to sleep at this point. So two of those daytime feeds were reserved for pre-sleep, getting him to a sleepy space. The other two were scattered throughout the day when I chose upon it. Usually when we were at home, if I was comfortable on the couch or if we were in the car and he needed settling, if we'd stop somewhere. And then That lasted maybe a couple of weeks, just staying with the drop of one feed and me reiterating the boundary of him only getting a feed when I was open and willing to do so. From there we dropped down to one nap during this time, so that helped because that meant I was taking away one feed um, just in that regard to go down to one sleep. So we were down to about three feeds a day, including pre, pre-night feed, and it was going well. My body was adapting, and he was adapting, and he started to understand that there was less and less booby time. And then more recently, with his only one nap a day, we dropped down to two feeds a day. So one for that nap time and one before bed. There was a time where I completely night weaned with Jeremy support, my husband, and then we had to go back. We went to Sydney, we all shared a room. He could scent and smell me and knew my boobs were there. So I started to feed him overnight again. He was also unwell, so I just wanted to get him through that period of um, being unsettled in a new environment and feeling unwell with breast milk and boob time overnight. We still kept quite firm with um, the two feeds in the day. And then more recently, I just knew it was time. River developed a cold. He was struggling to feed through his nose. It was making me irritable, trying to get him to sleep, moving my body a lot more, standing while pregnant, a lot more trying to get him to sleep. And I thought maybe this is nature's way of telling me it's time. Maybe I just have to, to drop it. So that was like, I'm emotional thinking about it because that was hard. In the evening, the first evening that um, we didn't feed River to sleep um, and Jeremy, Supported him to sleep. He looked at me and was like, Booby, Booby? And I said, Booby's all gone. And he just cried, like a cry, like a whale, like something he loved had been taken away. And that was really hard. And I cried with him. <laughs> we had to cry together. And I told him I understood. And And then I kind of dissolved upstairs and I wanted to give Jeremy and River some space to start this new ritual, this new rhythm of Papa putting him to sleep. It's hard to step back. (laughs) When you've been a mother who's been so proactively involved in the sleep cycle and pre-sleep rituals and especially when your body's physically involved in that act of supporting your child to sleep, it's actually really hard to step back but I've, I've been getting better at it. <laughs> so I just dissolve upstairs. I take myself off quietly and I take a bit of time for me. I take a long shower or I do my, my face hygiene before bed. And the first night was really hard. River cried a lot asking for mama, mama, mama. And it took maybe 30, 30 minutes total um, until Jeremy managed to find a technique of standing and doing this strange movement that actually worked to get River to sleep. And, and then throughout the night, he woke and asked for mama. And I said to Jeremy, if you can just ride the storm until like the small hours, like maybe four or 5 a.m., then I can come in and I can be with him just for that comfort if he's looking for me. Um, and he did, he's amazing. And it got to about 4.30 the first night and he was really crying out for Mama. So I swapped with Jeremy. I told Jeremy to go get some sleep um, in our bed because Jeremy was co-sleeping with, R- with River in River's room um, during this time. And I went in. And that first morning of me going in, River having the expectation of he's going to receive a breast right now. And me... St- staying firm was really tough. Um, he was asking for booby 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 and I said, sorry, all gone, ouchie, ouchie, all gone. And what helped as well in that moment is that I was wearing um, a T-shirt and a jumper so he could not access my boobs, and he could try and feel them, but they weren't accessible. That helped with that barrier again, that physical acknowledgement of, okay, they're not there. And It took me about 10, 15 minutes of just like moving him around, telling him it was okay, telling him about all his friends that are sleeping. And then he found a new technique of supporting himself with my body to sleep, which is to hold my head and my neck really close into his chest. And he slowly fell asleep as I sang, literally into his chest. The vibrations maybe helped. And that has been his new kind of soother for the last few nights. We are now about four days into fully weaning River. And the transition's really big for me because I was in my rhythm, I was in my routine where for his day nap, i just get him on the boob, rock him to sleep, after five minutes he's asleep and he's asleep for about two hours on his single nap, which was amazing for everyone. River got that beautiful depth of sleep, that quality, I got time to do what I needed to do and then with the weaning and his cold and his inability to suckle anyway, I started to find alternatives so I've been driving him to sleep, um, which isn't ideal, like it's not ideal but it's the way that it's going at the moment. And I think once he gets more settled in with no booby and Papa being involved in his sleep support, um, then it can be interchangeable with me doing that and doing the same thing that his dad does or reading to him till he sleeps or finding a new technique. But for now, we're in the transition and he's car sleeping in the day. And sometimes that only lasts 45 minutes. Sometimes it lasts an hour and a half. So it's a little bit less predictable which has been quite tricky, but we're just riding it. This mama has had like full night's sleep, albeit with a few toilet breaks because my bladder is getting pushed upon by a new baby anyway. But this mama has not been woken throughout the night. And when I say throughout the night, River has always been a wakeful little one. Not that he stays awake when he wakes, but he wakes and then you soothe him and he goes back to sleep. But that could have happened five to eight times on average. Like that's a good time for us. And now, after fully weaning him and just with Jeremy consistently being there to support him back to sleep, he's waking once on average at night. So I'm really happy that we've moved through what we have. It was a really hard decision. Um, I'm glad I made it for myself and I'm really, really grateful for the support of my husband in this process. For me personally, it's been a bit of a journey of um, reclaiming my physical space, my body. Reclaiming my energy and giving priority to this growing child within me. Reclaiming my sleep and with that, reclamation of sleep comes a whole new way of thinking and being throughout the day like I was so clouded in fatigue that I didn't even realize how tired I was until I got sleep again and now I can do the things that I wasn't doing before I can do the extra bits and I can clean the kitchen more intently so I'm grateful for the journey we're still in the flux of it all but I just wanted to give you a little insight as to where we're at right now with the river being fully weaned, my body having accepted that, this right breast is a little bit tender, I might do one final clear with a pump um, today. I was pumping for the first two days of fully weaning river just once a day and once at night. And then I went down to once in the day and now I haven't pumped for two days. So I might give my right breast a clear out just once with the breast pump and then that be it. And then I have a gap and I have a break for six months before the next little one, if all goes well with my breastfeeding journey, starts to suckle on again. So big transition, big emotions. River's been expressing a little bit more oomph, anger, um, energy, because I think something he really loved has been removed. So holding space for him, holding space for me in this transition, and I've just been trusting, leaning into trust and mainly trusting my husband to to give River the nurturing support that he needs. And within that, it's been a beautiful um, tale within itself of their bond, having an opportunity to deepen and expand. And it's incredible because even throughout the day, River's more conscious of where Papa is and what Papa's doing and wants papa a bit more, and that's beautiful. It's starting to equalize. And I've also heard that there's a time in the parenting journey, especially if you're co-parenting and you're in um, a relationship where the primary caretaker is you and the secondary caretaker is your partner, male, or female, might not associate to gender, but when they step in, there's like, it's an initiation. And it's a rite of passage for them to go through to strengthen their bond. And the primary caregiver caregiver can step back and say, Okay, I've done the initial part of my giving, of my service, of my love and devotion. And now I choose to trust here. And I invite this person to take more on so that I can do less within this. So there we are. That's where we're at. If you have any questions or thoughts or comments around this, um, please feel free to drop a comment below or message me privately and I'd be so willing to have a conversation around this. I know for sure with this next baby, I'm going to try my very best to not have the rhythm and the sleep ritual of breastfeeding to sleep. Even though, honestly, some of the best moments of parenthood for me so far have been witnessing my child fall asleep at my boob. (laughs) But I know with the next little one, to avoid this moment and this big transition, this big upheaval, I'm gonna try to do the wake, feed, play, sleep rhythm and support them into sleep through another means. Maybe it's a rock, maybe it's a rock and a shush, or maybe it's simply me lying them down, rubbing their back and singing to them. I just know energetically it was a big investment. I wouldn't change it for the world because it's done and I feel River has gained so much through that connection and that nurturing um, energy. But I know I would do things slightly differently next time. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for listening in and we shall be here soon to connect again. Bye.